This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. When I'm with you, feel the pressure. 
You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM, 89.0 Independent Community Media. Live stream and podcast, askvfreefm.org.nz. Via the accessmedia.nz app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio, Flat Out. Lady H, on your mic for your funky Friday. You're tuned into the station and the show that celebrates us, the Glitfab Rainbow Fano. That's gay, lesbian, intersex, transgender, takatapu, queer, questioning, fafafine, kairine, asexual, bi, and all the fabulousness in between. And of course, outside of those scopes, because fluidity is sometimes where it's at. Mm-hmm. Bringing together the voices of our community. That is Free FM's tagline, and Flat Out Pride absolutely supports that. Cope up all. Welcome to your show for the 6th of the 5th, 2020. Queer comedy out and proud and trans POC. That's people of colour, if you didn't know, far no. That's what's hot and happening on the show. Our weekend events to tell you what's hot and happening for the weekend. Trans woman of colour, ABC News. Now, one of the uh, actors from Pose is actually sitting alongside the news presenter talking about the deaths and the struggles of our trans brothers and sisters in America. A really um, real and heart-wrenching, actually, um, story, but it gives some truth about what's going on for our uh, brothers and sisters over there. Uh, out and proud. So a couple of clips for you there. One to our takatāpui, the Karim Farido's story, and out and proud shiftui. So that's compliments of Inside Out. So both these clips are created by Inside Out, but the shift hui, however, is related to our rangatahi. So shift hui, are, I think, annually, and it's an opportunity for rangatahi to be able to get involved and connect at that hui. So it's not for pakake or tokana, it's for our rangatahi. So that's our out and proud stories and queer comedy. Netflix is a joke and LGBTQ comedians you should know. So only one clip from there because that's all we had time for. But Queena, that is our show for your Funky Friday. I love having you on board fun and of course we've got beats peppered through there. Of course, of course. We are on New Zealand Music Month, so I decided to track down as many as our as many kahukura musicians and bring their music to you. So we've got a bit of Lady Hawk, of course. Who else have we got? Lizzie Marvelli and Samuel Gaskin, and of course to wrap up is Lord. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that song there is in Te Reo Māori, Te Aratika. That's celebrating New Zealand and New Zealand Music Month. Aside from that whānau, I hope that you are well and that you are safe out there wherever you are. Sending love and light out to everyone. We're coming into the thick of winter, or the beginning, I should say, of winter here in Aotearoa. So I'm hoping that you keep well wrapped up and warm, especially with the flu coming out and then on top of still trying to get away from the vid um, 
aside from that fun, no, just within your own hearts, within your own minds, within your own tinana, within your own fun, no, try and stay uh, healthy, positive, and affirmative in your space with your people and even to strangers. Be kind to those out there. We never know what struggles or what journeys they're going through. Just because we can't see it doesn't mean it isn't there. So let's get into the show. Our first queer comedy. Stay tuned. Now, I was considered to be a tomboy back then, which was a more appropriate term for future lesbian. <laughs> As my mom would say, it's a phase. It, it is a phase. I am still gay, by the way. Still, uh, still. oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, I'm enjoying it. It's, uh, it's really working out for me now. It's in the beginning, not so much, but now. Yeah, it was tough in the beginning. For five minutes, it was really celebrated, and then uh, everyone changed their minds. Um, but I really, for a few minutes there, I, it really seemed like it was going well, and I thought everyone in Hollywood that's closeted is going to come out after me. There, I, I pictured like a stampede of wild elephants, like every closeted actor and actress in Hollywood. But instead, they were like little meerkats coming out of their little meerkat closets. Just, how's this going to go? she going to be okay? Before I make a decision, I want to see how this is. Nope, not going well. I'm going down. Back in, stay there for a little while. So after this huge self-discovery, I had to catch everyone else up in my life. And it's a nerve-wracking conversation. So I decided to start with my brothers. So I, I go home and I'm, I'm so nervous. I'm like, I'm like guys, whew, I gotta tell you something. Um, whew, okay. Uh, I'm gay. And my brothers go, duh. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Well, thanks for telling me that. <laughs> you didn't want to tell me that when I was walking in a white wedding gown? <laughs> and I said, well, just out of curiosity, like, what made you think I was gay this whole time? And one of my brothers goes, well, once when you were seven, you got hit with a soccer ball and you yelled, ow, my dick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Clearly, I was very confused. I was actually most nervous to tell my mom, and people are pretty surprised by this, because she's fairly liberal by nature, but she's also a debutante. <laughs> and at this point, she was dating a different, very conservative, very religious man. She clearly developed a type. <laughs> so I decided I was gonna take her to my favorite Chinese restaurant to break the news, because I thought, well, even if she disowns me, I can at least eat some crab rangoons. <laughs> and that'll make me happy. 
So we're sitting there, and I finally get the courage to tell her. I say, Mom, I'm gay. And she just goes stone face, and she's quiet. She doesn't say a word, and this goes on forever. So I'm trying to stay in the moment and not break eye contact. So I don't know what she's thinking. I'm like, is this the end of our relationship? Does she hate me? And I'm, I'm just sitting there, and... I really want that crab rangoon. <laughs> Why why'd they put it all the way, all the way over there? me she grabbed her purse and she said let's go we're going to Hooters and we're gonna tell them it's your birthday I got a letter on Facebook recently you know and I say letter because I'm very bold controversial <laughs> but I'll call it a letter because it said it said dear Hannah Comma, new line. <laughs> Bit of feedback. Um, and it said, it said, you owe it to your community to come out as transgender. <laughs> now, all jokes aside, I really do want to do my best by my community. I really do. But that was new information to me. <laughs> I'm not... I don't identify as transgender, I don't. Um, I mean, I'm clearly gender not normal, but uh, I, d I don't think even lesbian is the right identity fit for me. I really don't. I may as well come out now. I identify as tired. As <laughs> tired. There is too much hysteria around gender from you gender normals. You're the weirdos. You're, the, you're a bit hysterical. You're a bit weird. You're a bit uptight. You need to get a, you know, you gender normals. Oh. Seriously, calm down, gender normals. Get a grip. No, I mean in a dress. That's weird. No, it's not. Do you know what's weird? Pink headbands on bald babies. <laughs> that's weird. I mean, seriously, would you put a bangle on a potato? I realized I was gay. I was pretty young. I was probably like nine or ten, I think. I think other people started to realize when I was at a sixth grade basketball game and my coach swore and I went, I literally can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just left the game. <laughs> I feel like my parents always kind of knew too because like my dad would give my brothers advice. My dad would tell my brothers, find a gal that makes you feel like you don't deserve her. Which is beautiful, right? And then he would look at me and be like, don't do cocaine. <laughs> but also, like, me and my brothers, like, we grew up so different from each other. Like, both my brothers are taller than me. They're fitter than me. They carry themselves with confidence, you know? I'm small, pale. I carry myself like an inbred European prince. <laughs> I don't even really, like, step when I walk. I just sort of glide everywhere that I go. <laughs> 
I know I'm not ugly, though. I know that. Um, like, on a 1 to 10 scale, I don't think I could model, but I could definitely end a Republican senator's career, you know? <laughs> That's what I feel like I'm not. <laughs> Might just go to D.C., take him down one dick at a time, you know? <laughs> no. I, I ended up coming out to my family not too long ago, and my parents, they both have very different reactions. Uh, my dad probably took it the hardest at first. My dad was like, oh my God, I can't believe my son is gay. I could have a stroke. I could have a heart attack. And I was like, you're being such a fucking queen right now. <laughs> it's kind of my moment, and you are hogging the spotlight, so fall back. Um, my family is Jamaican, by the way, and homophobia is like our second best Olympic sport. <laughs> like, it's like bobsledding boom, you know? Like, they get to it. I think the funniest thing that my dad said, though, he was like, my brothers are recording his reaction. And he was like, you know, it's like, you ask your son to go mow the lawn, and he just decides to be gay. <laughs> and like, I wanted to be mad, but that's exactly what happened, honestly. <laughs> he asked me one too many times, I was like, what goes like a dick? <laughs> I fucking hate it here. <laughs> my mom was a polar opposite, though. My mom found out, and she texted me, and she was like, I love my gay son. And then she started saying shit like, I don't know, maybe I'm gay. <laughs> I love my friends. <laughs> Me and Sandra have a great relationship. Maybe we can make something work. I don't know. <laughs> it was weird, though, because I told my brothers, uh, I have two younger brothers, Javon and Javay, we couldn't afford other letters. And my younger brother, Javon, ended up coming out to me as bi not too long after, which was shocking, because, like, another person taking my moment. Uh, <laughs> But also, my mom had a gay child, a bi child, and a straight child, so her womb was basically a gay dance club that became a Buffalo Wild Wings.
You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, via accessmedia.nz app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat out. Big flat out shout out, of course, to New Zealand on air. Without you, Free FM and other camera radio stations wouldn't be here. Big flat out shout out to Free FM without you. Flat out pride wouldn't be here. And last but not least, big flat out shout out to you that tune in every Friday to see what's hot and happening on our show. I love having you on board wherever you are in Aotearoa or across international waters. Love, love, love having you on board. Tune in and check in. Text us, let us know. Um, email us. Go to our Facebook page, Flat Out Pride. Email us at flatoutpride at hotmail.com. Boom, find no, or find us on the Free FM page. Right, that queer comedy. Three comedians on coming out. Netflix is a joke. LGBTQ comedians, you should know. I can't remember the young boy's name, but he's pretty funny. I like I liked him a lot. Um, and that last beat there was Lady Hawk, and the song was Magic. Alrighty. So that is our queer comedy whanau. We've got what's hot and happening for your coming weekend in Aotearoa. Trans Woman of Colour, the ABC News Kaupapa uh, Kororo. We'll get to that. And next we're up to Out and Proud. So a couple of clips here. Compliments of Inside Out on YouTube. Dao Takatapui, so it's Karen Farero's uh, Kororo. And Shift Hui, Samarangatahi, talking about their experience of what Shift Hui means for them. Out and proud. And a beat, of course, to follow Lizzie Mavelli, my own hero. Stay tuned. Kia ora, my name is Karen Farido. I am from Te Fai Tokudo, so the far north. Um, I whakapapa back to Hokianga, Waima, Kaikohe, uh, Toturo. I definitely identify as Takatapui. Um, it's a term that's quite new to me, um, but I'm slowly trying to figure out and um, see sort of where my layers are and how I sort of fit into that. Um, my pronouns are he, him, but I'm still trying to figure out sort of what my full spirit is. Um, I'm really connecting with the term like ia at the moment, um, which is just very gender neutral. Um, and yeah, so I think maybe when, when I've gone through my self-discovery, I definitely see myself being a hebe. I grew up uh, mostly in Kaikohe. I enjoyed my childhood. Um, I enjoyed growing up with my siblings. Um, you know, growing up, playing on the streets, you know, coming back home before the lights went off and all that sort of stuff. Me and my siblings were all really close, did everything together. Um, my mum loved us unconditionally. Because I was growing up on mum's side, um, we're not the most in touch with our like tikanga Māori, and um, it wasn't a total part of who we are, who we were as a whānau. Um, but besides that, we were still very like true in who we are as Māori. I am just yeah, I'm proud to be Māori. I'm proud to have big lips. I'm proud to have big nose. I'm proud to be brown. I'm proud to just be queer. I'm, I'm proud to be takatapui.
2017. Um, I don't know how I came across it, but YouTube's algorithm decided it was a good idea to like put this um, documentary of um, the Fastwag um, and Auckland Borum scene uh, documentary on my sort of like my feed. Um, then actually I've been sort of, I kind of chipped away at it, I started learning a bit more, I started watching a bit more, um, more documentaries like Paris is Burning, um, watching like, you know, dramas, such as like Pose and then like competitive uh, reality TV shows like Legendary um, and just learning about all the pioneers and the scene and all the legends or the icons. Um, and so my first ball was at the Aichi Ball uh, in 2020. Um, that's where I sort of completely immersed myself in the culture. Um, I felt completely, completely out of place and completely, completely in place all at once. I don't know too much about Poi and like how it goes and stuff, but I definitely know that when I am using Poi, it's um, activating a lot of my femininity, it's activating a lot of my my tipuna, it's activating a lot of my um, my mana. It's where I get a lot of my confidence from. Um, so to bring that with Vogue Femme and Voguing, which is another sort of um, outlet that activates all four parts of me, um, it just feels like very. The only like word I can really like describe when I'm like doing it is it feels like ethereal, like. It feels like new, it feels um, wrong, it feels right, it feels like I'm just challenging so many like um, different things. It's fed me so much life and confidence that I just take with me everywhere I go now. Like if you ask any of my friends, like you'll, they'll tell you that I will go anywhere and just do a one, two, three, wherever I'm going. Like it's just something that's part of me now and will always be part of me. Um, yeah. Forum and Vogan is just such a precious sort of taonga for me um, that definitely needs a bit more um, light and attention on it. I think it's now a day and age where um, we're trying to figure out what actually our tupuna want from us and in my eyes what they want from us is to live our truth, is to be ourselves, is to decolonise our our binaries is to um, yeah, just break down all those walls that sort of kept this imaginary society up. Um, I think it's time for us to definitely shake it up. My future dreams and aspirations for um, Takatapui and the coming generation is that we get to a point where like they don't have to feel like um, they can't do kapaka because they're not masculine or not too feminine enough. Um, I want uh, queer people to grow up, takatapui people to grow up um, knowing that they are safe and in good hands. I want them to grow up knowing that their tupuna um, did all they could for them to be their true authentic selves.
a lot of teens who are out there just in their communities and they only know like of a few LGBT people and they might not know people who are like the same as them and just coming to shift gives you a whole different perspective on things and shows you and like gets gives you the ability to meet people like you and it's really just nice to know that you're not alone. I think that the like safe environment of shift is the thing that I love the most and the understanding of everyone with like queer rangatahi is so special especially since I was here as a queer rangatahi. My favourite part about shift is as much as I love the workshops it's like in between the workshops when you get to have like a hot bath with people and you just sort of get to like chat about what is special and important to you and like do that pucka phenomena trying to like become friends with people and build those connections. That's my favorite that's my favorite part. Uh, I think it's definitely worth it. Like you think that it might be a bit scary, but it's scary on the first day, but as soon as you meet your group and you meet all the kind people, it's so nice and welcoming and it's just amazing to be active in your community. I think just like even if you come for one shift, it's just like such a good experience to get a lot of different opinions on things and it just really opens your mind up for everything really. Yeah, I think shift is really important because it builds community and community is the foundation of everything else that we have and at the foundation of community is friendships and that's what shift is all about, is building beautiful friendships. So <laughs> that's what I think. Every year shift is just stacked coming to shift feels like coming home and I feel like it's just a big beautiful queer family and it's yeah it's, I love it so much. Beautiful.
You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Access Media, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat Out. Lady H on your mic for your funky fried gay. We love having you on board, Fano. That last beat there was, was, was. Lizzie Marvelli, my own hero. So Lizzie is actually a uh, LGBT or kahukura a musician here in Aotearoa because we're on New Zealand Music Month for the month of May. So I wanted to bring to you all our kahukura artists throughout Aotearoa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so you heard from Karen Farero and some of our rangatahi from the Shift Hui. Let's see if you can get to one of those um, each year, Fano, because they're worth it. They are so worth it. Coming up on your show, we have what's hot and happening for your coming weekend here in Aotearoa. And next, Trans Woman of Colour, brought to you by ABC News. Um, one of the presenters, or next to the presenter, is one of our actresses from the TV series Pose. Uh, and they're actually telling some real truth hard-hitting truth, heart-touching, wrenching truth about what's happening for our trans our brothers and sisters in America. Have a listen. Are we going to wrap up that uh, segment with The Beat Good Enough by Samuel Gaskin. Stay tuned, Fano. Tonight, joining me on a special edition of Nightline, Dominique Jackson, one of the stars of the groundbreaking TV show Pose, here to help us bring attention to the fact that this year alone, at least 18 transgender women of color have been murdered. It's not just murders. Countless more of my trans brothers and sisters have survived brutal attacks. 
It's a subject deeply personal to me as someone fighting for transgender visibility, with many in my community wondering, am I next? Tonight. My name is Malaysia, and you can call me Lang. The story of Malaysia Booker, an out and proud trans woman, brutally beaten, then murdered. Say her name. Malaysia Booker. My reaction, honestly, was am I next? Now taking a stand on the streets, on TV. How lucky are we? We create ourselves. And on the political stage. Claire Legato, Malaysia Booker. Good evening. Thanks for joining us. We're back now with actress Dominique Jackson, here to highlight the often overlooked state of hate and violence against the transgender community, especially trans women of color. It's so important because the transgender community is oftentimes marginalized in America. Our stories unheard, dismissed, and discarded. Tonight, emotional and frightening stories from the victims. Close your eyes. Open your eyes. Smile. <laughs> when you see Malaysia, you instantly see the biggest smile. Malaysia Booker's personality sparkles. She's very infectious. My name is Malaysia. And you can call me Lang. Hey, best friend. Out and proud. At 22, a beacon for other trans women in Dallas who admired her, like her self-appointed auntie, Jasmine. I have been trans all these years. But I mostly lived in my house. She made me want to get out and live and just be visible. But that visibility made Malaysia a target. In April, a minor fender bender escalating into a horrifying assault. A warning, it's difficult to watch. Bystanders capturing it all on video, quickly going viral. Malaysia later told police her attackers hurled transphobic slurs at her. This man was arrested for the beating. His lawyer tells us he intends to plead not guilty. I get the chills coming here. The whole apartment complex was outside and nobody helped her. After several excruciating minutes, a few women finally dragged Malaysia to safety, unconscious, with a concussion and a broken wrist. This happens on the daily. Another one of my friends got killed right up the street from here. It breaks my heart, but it's reality. As a black trans woman, it makes me feel scared. I feel alone, I feel ashamed, I feel hopeless. Malaysia was feeling that hopelessness too. After the beating, it was Auntie Jasmine who Malaysia asked for. Well, I just started praying over her. She pulled me by my shirt and she tells me, Amy, I told you they hate us. Our own people hate us, they want us dead. I'm actually like, feeling very nervous right now. A transgender woman punched and kicked in the street by a group of men, and the brutal attack is all on video. It wasn't the first time she'd been attacked, but this time, Malaysia chose to speak out. This time it was me, the next time it could be someone else. But before she faced those cameras, Jessica Anderson, her best friend from long before she transitioned, helped her get ready. When I got done with her makeup, this was the first time like I ever seen my best friend look at herself and just be like, 
I look really, really pretty. I look like a girl. And she was really, really, really beautiful that day. I can stand before you, whereas in other scenarios, we are at a memorial. Our time to seek justice is now. If not now, when? A brave, beautiful moment, but Malaysia would never see justice. Just weeks after that rallying cry, in the quiet of an early morning, Malaysia was found dead. Detectives found Booker face down early Saturday morning. They say Malaysia Booker was shot and At killed. Approximately 3 p.m., the victim was positively identified as Malaysia Booker. She was left here on the side of a road. I just really can't imagine somebody doing it to her. Dallas police arrested this man for her murder. His trial pending. His alleged motive still unclear. Malaysia was somebody's daughter. Malaysia Booker was human. She wanted to live like everybody else. Malaysia is one of at least 18 trans women of color who've been killed this year alone. The real number, likely higher. The data shows the trans identity of nearly three quarters of victims is initially left out from police and media reports. Trans rights are human rights! Trans rights are human rights! The American Medical Association calling the violence an epidemic. Malaysia Booker, say her name! Malaysia Booker! Over several months, we traveled the country, hearing similar stories of anti-trans violence. What was your reaction to hear not one, but two trans women of color gunned down in a matter of months on the same street? I was shocked. My reaction, obviously, was in my neck. But ask yourself, if it was any other community being targeted, would there be more outrage? I feel like I'm an endangered species, and I'm aware of that, but I cannot stop living. The struggles of women like Jasmine have been largely ignored. The media spotlight has mostly been on white trans women like Caitlyn Jenner, Jazz Jennings, and Kim Petras. That's now changing, thanks to boundary-pushing shows like Pose. Now, stories about the non-white trans struggle are becoming more visible. 11 girls have been killed this year. She would have wanted us to honor her memory. Leading the charge for awareness, trans celebrities of color themselves, like Laverne Cox. Both Dominique Jackson and India Moore have been open about their past struggles. I've already seen the worst of what my life could be, so it's very easy for me to stand up for myself and others without thinking too much about um, the risks that come with that. The risks are something that these trans youth face daily. They come here to Casa Ruby, a safe haven in the nation's capital. When you're in this life, it's survival of the fittest. Many who seek shelter here say they've been kicked out of their homes for being trans. When you've been rejected by everyone that you supposedly love, you come here to find love and support. And have you ever been verbally abused, physically abused out in the world? I mean, once. I mean, I got raped like five times, but that's like, that's something. Bianca, that is not normal. That's something. But you just dismissively say, yeah. I was raped five times. Yeah, because I don't want to give any emotion to it, because if you don't give anything to it, then it won't grow. And I'm not trying to give no emotion to that because it happened so long ago. I've been followed home. I've been stalked. 
I have had guys try to sexually harass me in like in just disrespectful ways. We wake up in a world that is not designed to support transgender people, to welcome us in school, to give us a chance to get an education. Employers are not eager to hire us. Casa Ruby is named after this woman, Ruby Corrado, an early activist for trans rights. My job is to restore their dignity. My number one role here is to restore everything that has been taken away from them. But when pushed to the margins, some trans women of color turn to what they call survival sex work. It makes us vulnerable. When we're doing it, we're looking for the next dollar. You can't really block off this person just because we feel a little scared. Girls have been stabbed and thrown out of cars. If you don't find that nurturing that you need to survive, more than likely you will die then. Most of us died before we're 30. Zoe Spears never made it to 30. She was 23 when she was killed this past June. This is our memorial to Zoe and Ashanti. They are the last um, two girls who lost their lives this year. Ruby takes pictures of all the girls, like Zoe, who call this place home for a very poignant reason. I want to have the closest reminder because I know that there's a possibility that they will not come back. That's just heartbreaking. Here on the outskirts of DC, on a street known for survival sex work, is where Zoe took her last breath. She was shot on her back. Can't run away from guns and hate when they live in your community. At the end of the day, what killed Zoe Spears? Society killed Zoe. She had a lot of dreams and every door that she knocked, very often they will say no. Oh, 
You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. That last beat there, whanau, was Samuel Gaskin, and the name of the beat was Good Enough. How did you find that, that trans woman of colour, or POC, uh, ABC News? I found it really touching. There was more to it. I could only bring you a segment of that. But do go to, um, where do you go to? YouTube and type in Trans Woman of, of Colour ABC News. Yes, so much more. And I just want to give a shout out and acknowledgement to our brothers and sisters out there that are still here with us. For those that have passed on, uh, you will not be forgotten. And our community wherever we are in the world stand with you in solidarity to ensure that the change in our community allows everyone to be safe to be recognized for who they are and to be safe to do so never-ending journey never-ending fight I, we stand with you flat out pride stands with you kia ora Kamehi. All right, Fano. now we're going into what's hot and happening for your coming weekend here in Aotearoa. If you're in Kumu, hopefully you're at the New Zealand Spirit Festival. Oh, yes. Lee Matthews Endurance, six hours of power is happening at the Spark Arena. That's happening at 2000. Get your tickets from endvr.live to get out to the Outbreak Drum and Bass, hosted by George F.M. O-Week 2022 Reloaded at Coyotes in H-Town. That's 171 Victoria Street. $5 cruiser, $3 shots, 2 for 12 vodka, vodka red bills. And they got gifts for the first hundy people. 500 cash up for grabs during the week. Just mention them in your IG story and be in to win. Um, Kirikiridua Hamilton Zine Fest uh, that's happening at Wintech that's Tristram Street in our very own H-Town 10am to 3pm it is free entry so it's Hamilton's creative community The Zine which rhymes with scene it's a miniature DIY magazine created to express an idea, story, poem, collage comic artwork, aharane go along and get into the creativeness fun no Yes. Um, that's all I've actually got for you this weekend in terms of what's happening for us, Vano. However, Monday next week, Todrick Hall, the Femuline Tour, is happening in Sydney, but that is actually online. A public event. If you're interested in um, Todrick Hall, what do your genes say about you? Tuesday the 10th of May. Now, that's happening at Unikem Rotatuna Pharmacy. Now, I highlighted this because I thought this was really interesting about how you go along to understand what your genes say about you. So it's they're hosting an ingenious event where they share the interesting world of genetics. So looking at DNA, how it holds the blueprints to your body and how it responds to the world around you. I thought that was super, super interesting. Yes, super interesting. On the same night, virtual New York City second Tuesday bisexual and self-care and discussion group. That is online, Fano. 
Wednesday the 11th is Queer and Crafty at our very own Rainbow Hub. That's level 136 Brush Street here in H-Town. Thursday the 12th of May, Good for Life's Good George Comedy Series is happening at Good George Brewing. That's 32A Somerset Street in Hamilton. Get tickets from goodgeorge.kiwi.nz. Just a note, Fano, that particular venue is owned by Destiny Church. Just saying. And Thursday the 12th of May on 321 Queen Street in Tamaki Makoto, Pro Night Next Level Comedy. The classic comedy club. Go to eventfinder.co.nz to get your ticks. Yeah, that's what we've got for this coming weekend. And next week, finally. That is what is hot and happening in Aotearoa. Hope you enjoyed the show, Fano. Hope you have a fabulous weekend wherever you are, whatever you're getting up to, whomever you're getting up to. Be safe on the streets and in the sheets. Condoms and lube are your safest form of protection, Fano. Love, light and laughter out to y'all. Take care from me, Lady H here, and the team at Flat Out Pride and Free FM. Have a fab weekend. Kakite ano. I'm going to leave you with a beat. And this song is by Lord Te Aratika in celebration of May music. Aotearoa Music Month and, and it's in Te Reo Māori Kia ora Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.